Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. All right, then it's time to talk farming. And I'm glad to be joined, as usual, by Pat O'Toole. And Pat, of course, is news reporter with the Farmers Journal. Good morning to you, Pat. Morning, Fran. And thanks for your time this morning. Acres, uh, the scheme finally opens up? At last. Um, uh, the new reps, as it was called, at the foundation mm. of the government, which is quite a while ago now. Uh, we're about to have our second rotation of Taoiseach within this government. <coughs> but... Um, uh, the acre scheme is opening. It will close on the 21st of November for applications for this for next year. So it's a very narrow window. 30,000 farmers um, uh, will be accepted. We ex- expect it to be over-applied for because there will be 50,000 places in all, but only 30,000 for next year. And then another 20,000 farmers will apply uh, in 2023 to uh, commence in 2024. Um the uh, it's the agri environmental scheme uh, using a mixture of money coming from Brussels and domestic money. And what's interesting about the domestic money is that's part of the one point five billion which has been ring fenced for agricultural purposes from the carbon tax. Yes. So it's money which everybody's paying through the carbon tax and which is coming back in. And there's a lot of criticism of the carbon mm. tax, especially with fuel costs so high at the moment. But it, I suppose <clears throat> having uh, gather the money from uh, in the way that it has been gathered. It's very important that it's spent wisely. So people will be watching this scheme closely for its effectiveness, both in terms of for the farmer and uh, for the environment and wider society. It, it has to work for both, obviously. There's a charge on the farmer to, to oh, get yes. involved, isn't there? Yeah. So it's quite a complex um, application process. There's a lot of... Uh, of decisions to be made as to which of the menu of schemes an individual farmer is best advised to apply for. So if someone goes through Chagask, it could be about 550, um, and then there are private advisors. Chagask is the uh, state state agency. It's advisory. It's also the research agency. It's also the educational agency. Uh, So it's a three-headed um, monster would be very much the wrong word with beast and uh, that gives it some advantages but we do have a, a, about as many private advisors as there are Chagask advisors and they will be working flat out between now and the 21st of November to uh, to get those applications over the imagine. line and it is, it's 550 euros which is about 5% of the annual um, um maximum return. Uh, what what is the, the average payment? The average. What, what, yeah, so we won't know yet, but yeah. we would expect it to be about 5000 for the general scheme uh, w- 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 would probably catch. The max there is seven. Right. And then the the scheme for farmers who are on very challenged land and commonage, uh, that has a max of about 10500 and we expect the average there to be somewhere around 7000 But it's only when the schemes uh, are close for applications and we see the nature of the applications that we'll fully understand that. The organic farming scheme, that's open for application as well. Yes. Um, huge amount of money available for this. Um, not sure what the level of uptake will be, but with mm. the cost of inputs, especially fertiliser at the moment, yeah. um, that's uh, it, it's more attractive than it's ever been to a farmer for purely economic reasons. Mm. And, uh, you know, farmers go become organic for a 
large variety of reasons. With some, it's holistic. It's it's a, a view of uh, of how farming and food production should evolve and how how our relationship with the natural world for, should evolve. For others, it's simply a matter of economics. It's uh, it pays better. And uh, you know, as we harness things like multi-species spores, which don't require nitrogen, and as we improve our technical ability to manage herds without the pesticides, without the uh, without the artificial fertilizer, and without the uh, animal remedies that we've become dependent on, um, uh, it becomes more attractive. But uh, there are a lot of farmers who are becoming uh, less dependent on inputs when they're reducing their volume of input usage uh, and, and more nutrient efficient, if you like, who will stop short of going full organic because it is quite restrictive and uh, it, you have to really be on top of your game. Uh, a good organic farmer is one of the better farmers you're going to meet out there. It's very interesting. You mentioned uh, fertiliser there. The EU fertiliser prices, there's a bit of an ease there, is there? Uh, e- yes, but uh, it's a relative thing. The big concern still is that we seem to be shy on um, on the amount of fertiliser we're going to have, especially uh, in, in Ireland. I mean, if you look at this week's paper, there's three articles. There's one there saying that farmers need to go and source their fertiliser. And this is from the National Fodder and Food Security Committee, uh, something that has almost been forgotten about, but a working group set up to at the start of the year to address the issues caused by... Uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, mm. and we see that conflict escalating. Thurlon have launched a fertiliser payment deferral scheme, and that's allowing farmers to commit to buying fertiliser now and defer permit until the end of the year. We had the importers last week calling for a scheme to put money in place so that they can buy uh, fertiliser. What we're hearing is that uh, in order for an importer to <clears throat> to get a load uh, that is a boatload, remember, not a lorry load, of fertiliser in, they have to put money up front. In order for them to be able to do that, they're calling on merchants to <clears throat> pay forward and the merchants in turn are asking for the farmers to pay forward. But what may happen is that we may get a uh, we may get a, a tipping point where they, the old saying of the, there's no cure for high prices like high prices and that prices are so high that demand is sluggish. But the minute prices come back, there will be that latent surge in demand. Course, yeah. um, and, and the other side of that is that Brussels, from the politics, there's actually a tax on fertiliser, um, uh, which uh, they're looking to have that removed because the cost of fertiliser is so prohibitive at the moment that it's actually uh, impeding on, on food supply and food production. It seems that that uh, concrete levy is being rolled back to uh, 5%, but some of, some of the farming organisations think it's, it, it's not far enough. No, they want it scrapped. And their point being that uh, there's no doubt that the the MICA crisis scandal uh, is proving extremely costly for government. And uh, even at that to redress scheme, you know, a a lot of the people who are affected would say it doesn't go far enough. But it's a question about who should pay. And uh, farmers are wondering why the end user is, is, is paying when the reality is that it's the construction industry itself that uh, is, really carries the can here mm. uh, for whatever blame uh, there should be. And and the other thing is that MICA, as far as we've been told so far, it's exclusively relating to concrete blocks mm. as opposed to uh, loose concrete. So uh, 
if you're ordering ready mix, uh, there's no fear that you would ever have been affected by mica. And what farmers are wondering is why that product is being levied. Yeah, and, and my understanding of this, Pat, is that it will um, no longer apply to precast, but but it will apply, as you say, to ready mix. Yeah, and that and blocks still. News. Yeah, so ready mix is is by far the the dominant uh, usage for, for farmers. For farmers, of course, uh, yes. and and uh, while, while it is, uh, it will help for building costs, uh, not just for farmers but for everybody that the precast has been removed. Because um, ultimately, this is a, a levy on buildings mm. Um, mm. to pay for the redress scheme, rather than on builders or on construction. And uh, again, it's the it's the person at the end of the of line that takes is. the hit. Of course, it is, isn't it? Always the way. Just before I let you go, it seems to be a good outlook for winter milk, uh, Pat. But is is the future a little uncertain on it, though? Um. Uh, you're talking about a story I'm not aware of here now. Uh, there's so much in the journal that we don't get to cover it every course, year. But yeah, I think, yeah. in, in terms of in terms of winter milk, um, there are very high production costs, yeah. and um, much like winter finishing of cattle, uh, we have become so efficient at utilising grass during the grazing season and extending the grazing season hmm. that uh, we have created huge efficiencies, uh, economic efficiencies, and that makes the winter period expensive, and uh, so. When you buy milk in the shop, uh, when we talk about winter milk, just to give a context, yes. uh, there are some farmers who commit to producing milk through the winter months in the house period, and they would have some of their herd calving in the spring, some of the autumn, so there is fresh milk uh, available for your carton of milk because early lactation milk is the high-quality milk that uh, you want in your carton. Um, and farmers make a commitment to that. It's a huge workload. It means you're milking Christmas morning, you're milking 365 days of the year, and it means that uh, your calving is split, so you've got two calving seasons, which is very intensive. <clears throat> and uh, with the labour shortages on farms, yes. farmers are questioning how achievable that is going forward. Interesting. Pat, always good to talk to you, and we appreciate your time. Thank you. Good morning to you. That's Pat O'Toole there. Pat is a news reporter with the Irish Farmers Journal, and that is on your shelves right now. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie